Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. we got a big red alert here, ladies and gentlemen. I have been gathering data from the United Nations. First, it was Agenda 21, and then you have these general plan amendments that used to be called General Plan Amendment 2020, now it's General Plan 2030. And by the way, this is what Maui's under now, uh, thanks to the governor's executive orders playing dictator over the Hawaiian Islands. But we have a really bad situation where Maui will become basically a city, a city and a county. can be one and the same. And they're going to be what they call a C40 model for what's coming. They could be the 15th city added to this. And I'm going to explain all of that, what it means for you and your lifestyle right here on The Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host. We're the show, Freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got this beautiful, beautiful contraption right here. This lowers the temperature in your room immediately, drops several degrees. And if you had one of these in each one of your rooms, you wouldn't need to crank that air conditioner up and run your utility bills sky high. Remember, almost a quarter of America can't afford to pay their utility bills. This is the answer. This makes a great gift to people. Now, we have right here what's called a C40 port. It plugs into your electronic device. It charges quickly. It becomes a 25-hour battery of cooling. Now, some people say, well, Dave, doesn't your electronic device still depend on uh, the utility? Yeah, but it's cheap, right? Isn't that cheap? Would you rather run that or run your air conditioner? <laughs> think think before you make silly claims. So this product is absolutely fantastic. They have a special right now, 66% off for three of these. I have four, but one in my studio because it gets so hot because of the uh, um, because of the temperatures of the electronic equipment. But also, too, it's in each one of our main three rooms. And the air is down tremendously. Our bills are down tremendously, and you will be too. Airblastpro.com. Specials available. Look it up. Go to airblastpro.com. You'll be glad I brought you this message. Makes a great gift for people who are struggling with utilities. Okay, I'm going to do some basics here. Uh, I demonstrated yesterday, um, and I believe Peggy Hall had something similar where she showed a video of an unelected board appointed by the governor designed to convert Maui. And by the way, if you wonder why they're building a big fence around there with green tarp and you can't look in, 
Oh, and they're starting to let a few people go to their burned down properties to look for personal effects, but they're guided by the National Guard. They put a time limit on you and then they escort you out. But yet most people still can't get into their personal effects. What are they hiding was the question that I asked. Well, it's more not along the lines of what they're hiding. They have claimed that land. That land, in their mind, is theirs. And what they're going to do with redevelopment, they do not want you to see. And this is why they've erected the barriers, why they brought in the foreign police to supplement the regular police. The National Guard will not stay there forever, so they had to have supplemental police come in to patrol. You're not allowed to stop on the road. You can't film. You can't videotape. It's absolutely incredible. But it comes down to what I've been warning you about and I'm learning as I'm teaching, and I'm going to fully admit that. I The, the term 15-minute city is not a new term, but it's a new term in terms of joining in the popular vernacular for where we're going. It was kind of always out there, but I didn't take it real seriously. I took other things of Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 more seriously. But now this has become the overlay. And I will tell you, people, this is really, really upsetting Because what we're looking at right here is a total change in our morality, our economy, our standard of living, our freedom or lack thereof. Everything is about to change for you. And Lahaina and the whole island of Maui has been chosen to be the primary example. Although unveil it in about a year, from what I understand, it'll be, look at what we've done. Out of the ashes, the phoenix arose, and look how wonderful it is. Well, we're going to look at the wonderment of this, and I've talked about some details on 15-Minute Cities, but I'm going to continue to do programs as I find old information building on itself, becoming new information, and then entirely new concepts being brought in. I, I want to share this with you, though. There is value in paying attention to predictive programming. (laughs) The Hunger Games. Oh, my goodness gracious, people, the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games were predictive programming. And who was the author? Suzanne Collins, right? Do you know what she wrote before she wrote the Hunger Games? Children's books. She's a good author. I think she's a wonderful author. I read a few of her things and I thought, wow, this is really creative and be fun for kids. And I can see why she was popular. But she wrote something that she should have known nothing about back in 2012. And that was the concept of stack and pack, 15-minute cities, carbon neutral, They didn't stress carbon neutral in the movie, but that's the lifestyle they lived, right? Do you remember the early scenes, bathing in the dark? Remember that having a candle, having to be careful not to burn your house down, weren't allowed to have electricity. They walked everywhere, uh, bullet speed trains between communities uh, separated by vast wilderness areas that were completely devoid of anything, Right. Then he went to Capital City for the Gladiator Games. Oh, and it was rules for thee, but not for me. They lived a whole different lifestyle. Okay, so we know the the concept of uh, 15-minute cities was really rolled out in front of our eyes without calling it that at that time. They showed you what your life is going to be like. 
And if you have not watched the movie before, go back and look at just the first 20 minutes. And I was really familiar with Agenda 21 right then. And I remember Paul Preston and I had a conversation about it. He said, man, everything you want to see about Agenda 21 is pretty much right there in that movie. But the first 20 minutes will really sum it up in the inaugural picture in part one. But Suzanne Collins never wrote anything political, anything environmental, anything with urban planning. She had never wrote anything like this. And yet she gets cast from being a not even a well-known children's author. But I think she was talented, but I think she was kind of mired in obscurity to where she was extremely popular. But you know what's interesting about her? She never, she never, ever, ever did interviews. I believe she did one interview, Good Morning America, and it was controlled softball questions. And you know why I think? Now, all respect to her, it's just my hypothesis, my theory, that she didn't write the concepts. She did the writing about the concepts that she was given. She didn't know about the politics. There's no evidence in her background she ever had any contact with these kind of concepts. Back in 11 years ago, people, 11 years ago, these were unknown concepts. Most people did not know about them. And when you saw the wetlands map, you know, wide open spaces, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. So she was not exposed to it. So how did she write with such stunning accuracy detail? Brutal martial law tactics. Total information age strategy. The elite lived one way. The peasants lived another way. And there had been a rebellion that was completely crushed and everybody was killed in the rebellious district, and they were everybody else was brought to their knees, and then they did human sacrifice in these gladiator games called the Hunger Games. May the odds forever be in your favor. <laughs> nice catchphrase. Isn't that interesting she wrote that? Now, I'm not saying she didn't make contributions to it, but these Agenda 121 concepts, I don't believe she knew about this. She was handed a script of ideas, and told to produce it. And she did. This is why I believe she didn't do interviews. The public was to be desensitized for what was coming. That was the purpose. Oh, but that's not all. A lesser-known author, Margaret Tater, uh, Turner Haddix. Um, My son read a book in the fifth grade, and it caught my attention. We were parents that were very involved in our son's education, and... Um, he was a stellar student, if I get to brag. I'd like to say chip off the old block, but he was smarter than I was. But my son brought this book home, and he showed me. He says, Dad, what do you think about this? And I said, I don't know. Give me, give me about an hour, and I'm lucky enough I learned how to speed read. And I'm through it. And I said, well, son, this is something that you'll learn about as you go forward, but it's basically about a plan for future cities. And it was called Among the Hidden. And it was about one-child policies, and it centered on a family that had a second child. And it was children's stuff. So remember, they would write children type of plots. So the government had spies that would come look in windows, and they'd try to find extra children. And they looked through the trash to find examples of extra children. And then there were all kinds of other concepts about um, sustainability concepts like energy use and limiting that, limiting travel. 
Um, all these Agenda 21 concepts showed up in this. And I looked at this, I go, whoa. And he said, are we going to be living like this someday? And I said, no, we won't let it happen, son. Because what are you going to tell a 10-year-old? You're going to fill him full of anxiety. He's got to take Xanax. So I said, no, people like me, son, we'll take care of this. And he already knew I was involved in a big fight with the government over control of my land and not being kicked off of it, along with 300 of my neighbors. Uh, couldn't hide that from him. It was just too much in our face in our community. But uh, he said, is this where our, our, our fight with the government's going, Dad? No, he asked good questions. I said, it could be related, but let's focus on what is, okay? This is the distant future, okay? You just focus on treating this as a book that's a made-up story and just do what you have to do with what the teacher is requiring, okay? Now, I don't believe in protecting him when he was 13 or 14. Now it's time to talk, and we did have some talks. And we had to talk about political correctness and being what kind of environment you're in, measuring the temperature of the room, knowing what you should say and shouldn't say, because why invite uncomfortable situations, but also knowing when to stand your ground. So we started to have those discussions when he was a teenager. And he reflects that pretty darn well now today. He's got an understanding. He's got discretion. But this was a book that threatened all those attributes. As a parent, I was really challenged. My wife was really challenged. So let me get into the background of this author, Among the Hidden. She had written nothing but children's novels. She used to be sometimes be a guest at elementary schools to talk about her books. And she, again, I thought was a very good author. She was talented. She wrote stuff that was entertaining for kids. This was scary as hell. And this is why it caught my son's attention. And, and I actually had a conversation at parent conferences with his teachers. Hey, any questions? Your kid's doing great. He's got straight A's, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, actually, I do have a question. What prompted you to use the book Among the Hidden in your choice, you know, for literary exposure? And she said, oh, I thought it would challenge the kids to look at political and social issues. And I said, my son's 10, and I'm involved in a huge political fight with the government and I told her, kids that age aren't equipped to deal with this unless it's in their face and taking food off their table. I said, then all bets are off. But I said, all bets are off and not our, not in our country right now. And she, she kind of looked at me bewildered. And I realized I was dealing with a closet globalist. I was dealing with someone who had been brainwashed by the system, but really couldn't articulate what the views were. She was doing just what she thought she should do, propagandize the kids. Um we were only in that school for another year. It was a Christian school. That's what's scary. And it became a Lord of the Flies school as well, too. But nonetheless, you have two authors, two works about Agenda 21, and all the things we're going to deal with in 15-minute cities. And guess what, boys and girls? Guess what? Now we're living it. How do they go from obscure child writers to famous producers of politically provocative novels that'll capture the nation's attention. See, there is value in predictive programming. And uh, I would really encourage you, if you've never watched Rollerball, this is where we're headed. If you really don't understand the society we're living in now and the fight for control over media, who controls the narrative, Watch the movie network, 1975, 1976, respectively, and it's telling us exactly 
what we have right here, right now in this situation. That's right. And the subject of 15-minute cities, total corporate control, no individual liberties, okay? You exist for the good of the state, and they'll determine how you live and how long you live. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time what you'll eat what you'll do all these consumption questions were dealt with in rollerball control of information freedom not being propagandized by government bs that was the message of network and they also showed if you go against the grain well you'll end up like howard beale I won't give you the ending, okay, in case you want to go watch it, but I would suggest you do. Now, if you want to know how this is going to be enforced, let me go forward and and talk to you about Colony. I love, love Colony. Love it. Three years, the second year kind of dropped off a little bit. It got more into drama and stuff, but the first two years we're spot on about control. Now, there's an alien backdrop to it, and it really doesn't even enter into the show. The show is about oppressive government forcing their will on people, how the people resist, and the extreme means using artificial intelligence to enforce martial law, 
with deadly application. And the 15-minute city concept was absolutely there. Let's take a look at the uh, show Colony just with one depiction. It's a great model for martial law. But I wanted to show you the idea of 15-minute cities. Now, in the show Colony, they get it a little bit wrong, but they get the concept right. And that's in terms of limiting your mobility, your movements. And it was done with brutal efficiency. So here, let me um, go ahead and try to bring this up, and I'll uh, show you just one. So as they say, one picture is worth a thousand words. And I think this was probably about eight years ago when this ran, more or less. But you can see this picture right here. This is L.A. And in the show Colony, produced by USA Network, they had this barrier here that separated the various blocks. They had the L.A. block. They had the Santa Monica block. They had other suburb blocks. But they were all surrounded by this impenetrable wall. And it was patrolled by AI flying robots and if you did anything like try to scale or go where they didn't want you, they immediately zapped you and killed you. It was uh, an execution-style offense, no judge, no jury. But this is not quite accurate. These barriers that are placed here, okay, are physical. They're not going to use physical barriers in the 15-minute cities. It's going to be digital. It'll be on your cell phone or some other kind of electronic identification, and you will not pass without it. Now, if you manage to slip through and you're caught, well, Arizona will have a provision for a $90 fine, jail time, and then it increases exponentially for each subsequent uh, concept uh, uh, violation. But this is what it looks like. I just thought you ought to see that. Now, let's come back to what I'm telling you, because I'm going to set you up for more information later in the day. I've got new information about 15-minute cities. I'll start off by talking about what we know, and then I'll talk about what you probably haven't been exposed to. And reason being, and I'm not bragging, I'm just saying I have really good intelligence community contacts uh, born from the family that I was in, first generation, now second, now we're getting into third generation, um, childhood friend, uh, major agent. Uh, yeah, so we go on and on and on with the contacts, and I think I've proven myself oh, pretty reliable in terms of passing along information with this. So what we know about the 15-minute cities is one thing, what they're telling you, what they're planning, and what they're telling certain people is a lot more draconian than what they're letting out. Does that surprise you? Huh? They're going to give you the smiley face. Well, you got to make some sacrifices. The planet's in trouble. we got to be carbon neutral. But these are the restrictions. But here will be the advantages. And that's the way that they're selling it right now. But they're not telling you some of the more draconian things. And you're going to have a holy crap moment because I'm going to say enough of what's already known and link it in. You're going to go, oh, my God, that makes perfect sense. So stay tuned for the second part of this when we really give you more detail in 15-minute cities. But I have a suspicion that I'll be providing a lot more updates over the next several months because information is becoming known um, and I will tell you this, if you really want to follow this and you have the time, the World Economic Forum is really the best place to start. You can go to UN Agenda 2030, and they have a lot of this here, but you got to dig through lots and lots of documents, and you'll read a lot of worthless trash before you get to a gold mine. I mean, I've read a 30-page document, and I got two sentences that were blockbuster, but I had to go through 30 pages to find the two sentences. 
And I don't know if that's intentional. Let's bury the truth within uh, nuggets uh, nuggets of truth within a mountain of uh, misinformation or just irrelevant material. That's what they do. So anyway, I just thought you'd like to to look at the value of predictive programming. And I'm setting the stage for getting you prepared, desensitized for what I'm going to tell you. For example, I'll just give you one example. You're not going to be able to travel more than 15 minutes from your home. And I think that's more of a euphemism. There'll be guidelines, but I don't know exactly be 15 minutes. Okay. But you already know that about that. And they say everything you need will be in that 15 minutes. Okay. We all know that. That's what everyone's been told. But we're going to go way beyond that, way beyond that. You're going to want to come back. There's value in predictive programming. And let me review very quickly where I think you should go if you want a good understanding. Watch the movie network. Watch the movie Rollerball with James Caan, not the 2012 disaster. I love Keanu Reeves. I think he's a great actor. He hasn't compromised his values. But 2012 was garbage. Okay, uh, that movie Rollerball in 2012. I'm talking about the 1970s version. Those are really the three best. Now, really, too, there's a Logan's Run concept that I'll be talking about today, too. Yeah, Logan's Run. Plant the chip. You're 30. See ya. Nice knowing you. We can't have overpopulation. Uh, you'll want to look at Logan's Run, and then you may want to consider Soylent Green because uh, you'll eat you'll eat bugs, plants, aquatics. Yeah, you'll love it. <laughs> Soylent Green, Charlton Heston, great movie. Those are the ones you really want to watch. There's value in predictive programming. Star Trek was the ultimate in predictive programming. By the way, do you know where Gene Roddenberry's remains are? They're up there. Now, why would NASA do that? Because he was a nice little producer. He produced exactly what they told him to produce. They wanted you to see good future technology, but they didn't show you how it'd be used to subjugate you. That was his reward. Burial in space. We'll see you back here next time. Thanks for joining us. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.